Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. WrestleMania, Mark. WrestleMania, Peter. Uh, Welcome back. It's part three of WrestleMania 10. Yeah. I, Ten years in the making. Just constant reminders about Under the Giant, not mm. Hulk Hogan, and, <laughs> and everyone else who made WrestleMania fun. Yeah, absolutely. They um, uh, they actually, when they talk about WrestleMania 9 in that little flashback, and they yeah. don't feature Hulk Hogan, yeah. they choose to remember WrestleMania 9 as a miscarriage of justice. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, ironically, is something that Vince McMahon was very much hoping for, knowing he had a big steroid trial coming up in the next few months. Exactly. Steroid trial sounds like something positive. <laughs> like, like, you don't want steroid... to be positive for your steroid trial. No, but <laughs> <laughs> no, is it like oh, they're doing some steroid trials uh, on um, possible um, <laughs> solutions to your problems? Uh, yeah. So maybe in a couple of years, Again, if, you, it, if you can survive that long, you can have your steroid trial. In any other arena other than wrestling, if someone says, you know, I've um, had to take cortisone. Yeah, so. you, you go. Oh well, I'm glad it's working out for you. But <laughs> the, the difference is in wrestling. Someone is saying that, and they're standing on a glass top bar, you know, like Coyote Ugly, and they're. Screaming it in your face <laughs> while the dynamite kid holds your arms back so they can all punch you. <laughs> Terrible fun. Terrible. Um, so we, we uh, rejoin the action uh, with, uh, oh God, it's Men on a Mission oh. and uh, the Quebecers. If the mission is to make me not want to watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> mission achieved, boys. They are some big lads, Mabel and Moore. Oh, they are. Let's not beat around the bush. They are. I mean, the bush. I mean they are bigger uh, than the bush. Mo is fat and unathletic. Yes. And Mabel. Mabel is. Even I mean, bigger. I mean, just. I mean, more taken to what its a fat lump. <laughs> <laughs> he is wearing the most unflattering costume because it's, <laughs> it looks like a sort of, it looks like a, a tent you'd hold pride in. And he, it flaps and it's glittery yeah. and he has no dignity. You, <laughs> and we are two men doing a podcast about wrestling. Oh, I um, know. But yeah, because I mean, usually um, the fat blokes, they at least give them some figure hugging clothes. Yeah. They don't even bother with them. They're just no. Going, you know, there's just wearing. The biggest t-shirt hey, we can he find looks like a ship, like a <laughs> ship with 
sales that have all gone wrong. It's, he is, he is a, like a, an amazing physical specimen. Oh, yeah. A guy called Nelson Fraser. He was an amazing physical specimen. The problem is that was also, you know, I mean, it's wrestling. You're supposed to have these different types of bodies, these different types of performers. Yeah. It's all of, you know, life in its rich tapestry is there. Um, but, I mean, it's a bit fucking cruel. They should have said to him, you've got to lose some weight or you're going to die at 41, which he does. Which he does. Uh, his last match is against CM Punk. Was it? <laughs> yes. Ah, yes, okay. And what I like about it is he did. He, he died of a heart attack uh, February 13th, 2014. Mm. Uh, he was cremated and his widow divided the ashes into 500 pendants <laughs> really? to give away to loved ones. did they? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I would have made a few more. Man, I, the few only more. other thing I know about him is he had the heart attack in the shower. Yes. And I think, fucking hell, that must have been hard getting that out. And also, he, uh, his, uh, his... Who is it? His uh, widow. Mm. Well, his widow, obviously, his widow. Yeah. Uh, is um, is threatening to sue the WWE, alleging that the company had concealed information uh, about performance risk relating to concussion and chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Yeah. Um, which left him with migraines, depression, and memory loss. He died of a heart attack, love. Yeah, he <laughs> like, was. He was a terrible was specimen of a human. Stone. He was the fattest man you've ever seen in your life. He really you was. You ain't getting any money out of the WWE, I'm afraid. No. I, I, with the greatest of respect. Uh, absolutely. You are doing his memory disservice to say that that had anything to do with head trauma. True that. I mean, I mean, he, he was not. I mean, you know, he had a long career. I've, I mean, this this is really the start of it. He comes from a small Memphis mm. place where they were playing two sort of, um, I think they were called Harlem Knights, and they were right. terrifying. And WWE had that thing of going, we don't have very many people of colour on mm. the roster, so we can't just go, they're thugs and they're, you know. So they they start bringing them in with this sort of socially aware. They show little vignettes of the two of them walking through like depressed ghetto esque neighbourhoods, right? Okay, just going. This could all be changed for the better. I mean, what what is this? How is this selling a ticket? <laughs> anyway, they they come and they, 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 they have they have this 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 manager called Oscar. Right, he is men on a mission is shortened to mom. Mabel, Oscar, Mo. Right, they've got rid of the A on that. That's men on mission, but fuck that. <laughs> Let's let's not forget one of them. The huge big bloke is called Mabel, which <laughs> under, under no circumstances is a bloke's name. So, big Sue. Men on isn't Mission the gay area of, gang, of San Francisco? Ah, well, I don't know. Uh, he's not gay because he had a widow. Although that doesn't mean anything. No, but I'm just. I'm but, not saying that they're gay. I'm just saying that isn't Mission certainly in 2005 they gave mad. him a uh, a gimmick where he played the world's greatest love machine, Viscera, Ooh. and. He had a move which was called Visagra, uh, which like was basically Vi- Viagra. Yeah, like, like, ah. I mean, it d- didn't really work. No. And basically, he'd just lie on wrestlers and then pelvic thrust them from behind when they were on the floor. Fair dues. I mean, it was just a sort of bumming. <laughs> <laughs> think... Not the worst thing in uh, wrestling we've seen, to be <laughs> no. honest. But uh, Men on a Mission, I mean, they are absolutely fucking terrible. Oscar, mm. the, the guy who does the rap to open it, he had had a chance meeting. He was working at a casino mm. and he'd met Randy Savage. Right. And he said, can I do a rap for you? I'm a big fan. And Randy <laughs> Savage, were well, you sure? You know, and off Oscar goes. And Randy Savage basically went, I'm going to get you a job with the WWE tomorrow. And he did. Yeah. And then this guy who is a fan starts being a manager. Now, I don't know what the rap is that he gave to Randy <laughs> Savage, right? But I've brought you the actual recording of his Wrestlemania rap. Okay. Randy Savage heard this and went, this guy <laughs> is one of the great rappers. Alright then, Men on a Mission rap. Are you ready? Here we 
WrestleMania, oh. and he's gone. Should I write it or just freestyle it? <laughs> and he's gone. Do you know what? I'm good at freestyling. And then he finds himself at one bit, just going. I'm just counting. I'm, I'm just counting one, from two, one to seven, three. four, five, six, MSG, seven. What a sort of good to me. <laughs> don't eat Chinese. Oh, don't know. Uh-huh. How is it so bad? Not only wow. no lyrics. He just takes a load of that. Wave your hands in the air. Yeah, and and he can't deliver the words. He's just he's just barking. It's awful. He doesn't last that long <laughs> with them because right. at some point they say this team is not really going anywhere. We need to make them bad guys, mm. and they say to Oscar, "So we're going to you know make you your heels." And Oscar says, under no circumstances. Oh, really? <laughs> and wow. They, they go, oh, I don't really know what you mean. And he says, I will not be associated with negative rap. <laughs> <laughs> I will only do very positive uh, uh, portrayals uh, in, so in wrestling. I would not. So they've gone from uh, throw your hands in the air to put your hands down. <laughs> so that's it. He, he he basically, Oscar, then retired from wrestling. What a loss to the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine how he, how he could have gone on to, to do other classics like Wave Your Hands Over There <laughs> or <laughs> Can, can You See This? Confusing. Oh, it's awful, Come on, everybody. It? <laughs> oh, it's, it's so <laughs> bad. Um, God knows what he did. But the thing no. is, Savage is... Uh, he was uh, clearly a bit of a fan of rap. Yeah. Because in about, ooh, 2000, I think, mm. can't remember when, mm. he releases his own rap, rap album, album called Be A Man. Now, it's one of those things, it's always been a big joke where people are like, oh my God, Randy Savage, Macho Man Randy Savage released a rap album yeah. in about 2001. <laughs> Is there anything more stupid than that? Mm. Uh, I had to look on Amazon for the album and the album, the cheapest one you can get is on CD, is 125 quid. Well, you got your answer, haven't you? I tell you what, <laughs> I listened to it, and it's so much better than you'd imagine it would be. <laughs> so this is his rap song, Be A Man. Right. Fight the rocks, right? 
This isn't a good look for oh, anyone in this fucking room. Mate. It's dreadful. Oh, I, if anyone did have a semi-functioning smartphone at that time, <laughs> they've got those photos. I would pay more than match your man's uh, rap album to get a copy of those pictures because, my God. But it's that kind of, it is that kind of, you you, you can't elucidate, you can't kind of um, vocalise it mm. without sounding like you're mental. Uh, but yeah. in the back of your head and in the pit of your stomach, you sort of go... Oh, yeah. just, I've seen I, this somewhere I, and I don't I, like I, it. I still have it when you see uh, mixed uh, sex matches. So right. where you get sort of... There are certain things, and I think, you know, there are lots of intergender matches certainly that are happening in the British scene at the minute. Mm. And I think that's that's fine. There is just... I, I just have a thing where when someone smacks a woman in the face, I have a basic thing of going... <laughs> That's not right. I everything in my body is going. I don't like this, mm. and I think that's a that's a good thing to have. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, that is the building so, block of being a normal human being, isn't it? Even though on a basic level, I hate men on a mission and would love to see them get beaten up. <laughs> when there's two people dressed as law enforcement, yeah, kicking uh, two members of any minority, I just don't like it very no. much. No. Oh, it makes me feel sick. Um, oh. But Jesus Christ, I mean, if it was going to be any two people I'd like to be beaten up by law enforcement, it would be men on a mission, <laughs> regardless of race. Um, Mabel actually goes on, he does have, his size gives him a career that he doesn't mm. really deserve. Yeah. So he goes he's very on, tall and very wide, like he incredible. Is. And he's got, a, I mean, he's, he's got a sort of amazing face. He's got quite of, he is the last person you'd ever make a good guy. Yeah. There is something about his face which is sort of a little bit malevolent. Mm. Um, it's, it's remarkable look so he becomes a bad guy in about 95 he wins the king of the wing, ring tournament the worst winner of all time i mm. think he beats even billy gunn who comes later um he had a feud with uh with uh, the undertaker uh, he breaks the undertaker's orbital bone he has Ooh. a match with diesel the world champion at the time at SummerSlam. he almost breaks diesel's back and at <laughs> the royal rumble he runs into a guy called henry godwin and henry godwin just begins coughing up blood he just gets crushed and oh, so they basically no. go do you know what this guy is a fucking liability <laughs> uh, who'd have thought a man the size of a house <laughs> could damage up... all of our products yeah. people with like normal bodies so they yeah. end up getting crushed. So they basically sort of decide they're going to get rid of him. They do mm. bring him back again and again over the years. Right. So he comes back as Viscera uh, sort of later on in the sort of 2000s. Uh, actually, the Attitude Era of Viscera is around. And he, he gets a couple of makeovers, Big Daddy V, when he's in ECW. Mm. Um, but he was just one of those guys who he was just so big. Mm. He's like Carly. Yeah, they they Carly. I said that like it was she, like the like great I Carly. Carly, like yeah. I Carly, the like, uh, TV like a, show, a teenage girl, <laughs> uh, uh, the great Carly. Uh, <laughs> he's like the great Carly, who is um, you know a, a spectacle, mm. but. He was a big spectacle, but it's also, it's not like you could say to Carly, I can't say his fucking name. It's not like you could Carly. say to great Carly, um, <laughs> you need to shrink a bit, mate. Yeah. But you could say to Viscera, mate, you need to lose some of this weight or you're going to die. Yeah. And, you know, the problem is it was a good look, wasn't it? Yeah. Then he died. Yeah. Terrible. Never mind. Oh, we're talking of big fat people who nobody helped. <laughs> Next match is uh, WWF champion Yokozuna versus Lex Luger. Mm. Uh, you get the surprise return of Mr. Perfect here. He comes out. Um, he's had back problems uh, for, for a couple of years. Is he that comes why out. He's, a, he's a guest referee? He comes out he's as the referee. He's done this a few yeah. times, hasn't he? Been a yes. referee. Yeah, he turns up. It's because at this period, he's still a great worker, mm. but he can't really do it. He's right. in constant pain. Right. Um, and he turns up, as 
as, as this ref, he's really good. He's really cocky and he's just a good storyteller. He just does it with mm. little movements. He manages to get across what, what he wants to get across. Yeah. He's wearing uh, a ref's top. He's also wearing ref trousers. Which makes him look like the character who's the, um, in Napoleon Dynamite, the karate master. <laughs> yeah. Who wears like a, um, a Stars and Stripes kind of number. Yeah, it's a kind of looks a bit like that. 90s look. Um, <laughs> nobody has ever worn ref trousers again oh really <laughs> never seen ref trousers really so he obviously had a thing where he went do you know what I need for this ref trousers, ref trousers. <laughs> and ref they've trousers. gone well, what are these and he goes just listen let me tell you. They look like Newcastle United pyjamas. <laughs> they do, they do. They look very much like pyjamas. Um, he is he is very, very good. Um, you can see uh, there's a slight thing of, wouldn't it be good if he was healthy and yeah. he could actually really see through all the things they set up, mm. but he never really can. No. He, his career does go on for uh, probably another decade. He ends up in WCW, but he's never quite at the angle. In fact, he returns to WWE in the early 2000s as well. But it, it's just a shame that at his sort of peak years mm. he was having these nagging back injuries right, just a real pain okay. um, he's also uh, there's there's a couple of weird things he, he's he's the man who came up with the name Hunter Hearst Helmsley Triple H oh is that uh, right for Triple H yeah oh yes okay just right. a strange little uh, little fact um Lex Luger here is is really the story. This is um, Luger coming out after a year, really, of building up to this moment. And in the last couple of months, it's all slightly derailed. And mm. he realises he's not going to be the main man. It's going to go to Bret Hart. And when he comes out, he just looks like he's held the air out of him. Yeah. He can't hide the fact that he's like, well, here we go, through the motions for nothing. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking for him. Yeah. Uh. But well, yeah, I, I, some of the quotes from the um, the commentators, I'm not even sure who bloody says it, but mm-hmm. I imagine it's probably not the boss of the whole thing. But yeah. um, putting Arabian oil in Japanese cars, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what it means. I don't understand <laughs> what it's about. They were they were pushing this really big thing that he was Mr. America. They toured right. him around the country. The, the, this angle had been building up for a year. So Lex Luger had, had been on this. There was this uh, July the 4th thing they did on uh, a nation evil ship mm. where who could slam Yokozuna and they got loads of people from other sports to pretend to try and slam him and they mm. couldn't do it and other wrestlers tried and then Lex Luger came and did it then they had a sort of summer slam match but it just they never pulled the trigger on it right and this was one of those things that just began running out of steam mm. there's a funny parallel with John Cena which I think people began feeling like it was a bit being forced down their throat whether they wanted it or not yeah which is why they all went for Bret Hart and yes. it's similar with John Cena mm. there's always been someone and Roman Reigns a good example there There, there's always been someone who the crowd will go you want us to have that person so badly that we want to naturally create the person we want to see yes and it's just I think this is an early example of that because those two get booed don't they or they 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 have like tropes where you know we're getting we know what's going to happen here we know what we're going to get yeah and the clearest example of of when when the WWF have been or the WWE by the time it was then have been pushing people Mm. who they wanted you know for example um, the year that Daniel Bryan had his big Wrestlemania he was very much uh, he was supposed to just have a match with Sheamus, mm. uh, which was going to be an opening match. Mm. He ends up in both main events because the fans had really rejected the product they were being given. Yeah. And it was a really sort of big struggle, really, for the fans to get what they wanted. What you see here is the first time the fans are rejecting the person who's been chosen. Right. And the WWF you know, brass are beginning to go, well, maybe we should give them the thing they're asking for. Sometimes they don't do that. Sometimes they, you know, for example, Roman Reigns, who gets booed a lot, is also the number one merchandise seller. So those figures right. say, 
say it would be stupid to turn him bad or yeah. to you know move him down the card. Mm. He is you know he huge sells. money. Yeah. Mm. So here it's just an example of of a, of a a big push that was rejected by the fans and it just ran out of steam. Mm. And you can see this. There's nobody who looks more. I've never seen anyone come to the ring looking more like. Oh well, here we go. This is the death of the dream. <laughs> it's really, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. He just looks around and he looks sick to be there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't start! Somewhere there's a Toyota with no seat covers. That's <laughs> <laughs> what is said about Yukazona's uh, pants. He's not even fucking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have a load of jokes about llamas. So you know, it weird. doesn't mean anything. Oh. It's so weird. You're just a Japanese sympathiser, Mark. I've said that before. <laughs> um, what's uh, Jim's tennis racket thing? I think I missed yeah. what, what that was. Well, Is that... Jim, Jim Cornette always had a tennis racket. The idea in the NWA when he started off as a manager in the 80s right. was that he was a spoiled mummy's boy. And so he had a tennis the idea racket. was... It's what... not a tennis racket, though. There's enough strings, it seems, in this particular situation. <laughs> I, I think it's always got the cover on it. So he... <laughs> He used to use that as a thing where it was almost like he was off to his tennis practice. That was in in 1980. That was the fanciest thing. Southern America. Right. That would have been, you know, my mama has paid for me to have tennis, tennis lessons. lessons. Right, okay, that yeah. would be absolute <laughs> That would be enough. Looks like we got ourselves a queer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing you can imagine. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Cornette is great. I mean, he, he had a very rocky time in the WWF. Mm. It's being mended sort of slowly, but one of the sort of the, the great managers. Um, he is great at talking. This is 
is a time when, uh, I mean, like Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji, Jesus Christ, I mean, he's doing all the heavy lifting here. <laughs> and he's very good at it. You know, it's it's good to see him. The, the, the problem with Jim Cornette is he was never really able to take huge bumps because right. over the years he'd actually had some really bad injuries yeah. from, you know, wrestling, essentially. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's the thing, though, and... and, and um I think that's something we talked about a couple of episodes ago when we went mm. to see that wrestling. Mm. Like, it only takes like a misplaced, you know, centimetre, yeah. millimetre somewhere and, and, and you're just fucked. I, I mean, the other thing is, is you can see there's some of the great managers like Bobby Heenan, mm. um, Jim Cornette and JJ Dillon. Yeah. All of them suffered proper, you know, career ending mm. uh, injuries when they were managers. Mm. And it was because they were in there with these huge guys who were usually a foot taller than, you know, 100 pounds heavier, and they would treat them like a wrestler. Yeah. And their bodies, they aren't bodies that are <laughs> ready for that physical level of abuse. Yeah. It would be like you and I doing it. Yeah. And the road warriors <laughs> making you take their big top rope move. And like J.J. Dillon, you just land on your shoulder and it caves in. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame because these guys have <laughs> short, uh, uh, abilities to take bumps mm. and of course what you want to see is you want to see Jim Cornette getting his <laughs> but the problem is he's got his so often he can no longer get his right? because his body is just essentially gravel and in you, a bag and Yokozuna's uh, uh, body is a little bit more uh, well um, uh, covered let's say yes. his bones aren't taking quite so much apart from the joints in the legs I'm amazed by how big he is he's this. gigantic and he shouldn't be working twice a night because he's tired no he's very tired he he really really does it's it, you know ah i do look at it and i do because you know what happens to him mm. it's impossible not to go goodness me uh, something should have been done <laughs> i think it was in later years they really they they refused to employ him because he i think we talked he about this in, yeah, WrestleMania 9, but he wanted to become the largest pro wrestler ever and considering i mean there were a couple of twins called um i forget the name benny was one of them but they were the fattest people you've ever seen in your life and they were something like 800 pounds each they were in the guinness book of records when the guinness book of records still went we accept horrible yeah people who've abused yourself. their bodies yeah yeah, 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 yeah. oh you you've you know you've smashed your foot with a hammer until, <laughs> until it can get into uh, a mouse hole. Man, we'll yeah. put you in the book. Man, he's taking as much fentanyl as he can before he <laughs> dies. Like, you know. Yeah, he's, he, you've flattened your own skull between the, you know, a vice. You know, you, uh, congratulations. You've trapped every limb you have in the boot of a Toyota <laughs> for no Pulled reason. Pulled out your nervous system <laughs> and you're just chewing it in your own mouth. Congratulations, here's your certificate. But I, I do, I, you know, eh, man, this this match... Again, it's not the main <laughs> event, and so people don't give a fuck. Yeah. They, they don't care about the match, they just want to get to the end of it, so they know what they're going to be watching at the end of the match. And I tell you, when it <laughs> isn't Lex Luger, that is a surprise. Yeah. Because the match that I think people <laughs> thought they'd see is Brett versus Lex, yeah. and I think it would have been a better match. Yeah. Um, yes. But when you, you were going in with Brett versus Yokozuna, you knew Yokozuna was not leaving with the belt. Yeah. Bad bit of booking. Bad booking, guys. Um... Adam Bomb. Who's Adam Bomb? <laughs> Why is he here? Adam who's Bomb that? Was a young wrestler who was twenty nine. They spent a lot of money. They gave him a, quite an exciting gimmick. Yeah, he was supposed to be from near Three Mile Island, where they'd had a nuclear uh, oh, okay. uh, issue yeah, yeah. Uh, in the eighties, uh, uh, I think yeah. it was. And uh, he actually did come from very close to Three Mile Island in real life. Right. So it was a gimmick based in his life, and they spent all this money giving him contact lenses yeah. and, a, and a sort of like a hazmat sort of you know uh, explosion mm. suit and these. things. 
things, and then everyone lost interest in it, and they just squashed him, and then they fired him. Nice. <laughs> so they give Classic. Earthquake. Earthquake, who is you know not going to be around WWF very much longer. No. Uh, established star. They give him the young bloke, and Earthquake is just allowed to squish him really quickly. Yeah. I think thirty-five by, seconds. This yeah. Month. I think by this point they are actually having timing issues because uh. they uh, end up having to drop a big match entirely that has eight different uh, it's an eight man tag so there's eight people in it and I hope the rest has got appearance fee still. There's a little bit where they appear on the screen squabbling about who's going to be the leader uh, in the match. And uh, then they go, I want to be leader. And the other one goes, I want to be leader. And it cuts back and Vince just goes, well, that match isn't going to take place because they can't agree. So I hope that if they did say, are we being paid? Vince just turns around and just says, you were arguing about who you, that, you ruined it. <laughs> Unprofessional. Yeah. Play the game, mate. <laughs> kayfabe. <laughs> kayfabe, eh? <laughs> yeah, your check was very much kayfabe. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, but uh, and again, uh, you know, ah uh, man, uh, there's so many exciting people in that little in that little group. Yeah, well, so, so who's in the little group? We could have talked about Jeff Jarrett, but he right. only just appears really quickly. Okay. Um, the head shrinkers are there. Yes, uh, we've talked about them for IRS, and I think they mm. were taking on. It was actually ten men. Oh, so it was the one, two, three kid, Bob Holly, Tatanka, and the Smoking Guns versus IRS. Jeff Jarrett, Rick Martell, and the Head Shrinkers. There's some good uh, wrestlers in there. Yeah, and uh, I mean those those ten man matches are always a bit of a mess, but they mm. go quickly and everything. Yeah. But uh, I think the reason is the match that ran long was the next one, right? Which is the ladder match yes. between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. What did you think about this? I uh, had never seen so many uh, so many times where I thought a man was genuinely going to break his neck. <laughs> 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 I thought because I've only been watching WrestleManias, yeah, and this is about as extreme as I've seen it. And it, like, and I include all the blading and shit, yeah. Like, it. Like, I know the ladder's not very big, but even when they're hitting each other with it, you're sort of, oh, it's still a fucking are, ladder, isn't you it? You are the, the luckiest person in in the world <laughs> because you've seen no wrestling. You got to come to that match in the same way that people who watched it at the time did, <laughs> and that match was a groundbreaking, revolutionary match. Weird. Never seen anything like it at right, all. Right, okay. Absolutely there's, astonishing. There's a moment where um, it's um, Michaels, who comes on with the best spectacles I've ever seen in my life, with sniper um, sights, <laughs> yeah. iron sights in one of the eyepieces, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, he, they're on top of the ladder, or he's on top of the ladder, he gets pushed off, and he lands uh, balls first onto the ropes. Yeah. And then... I think later, I don't know whether it's in that move or that, because it goes on quite, it's quite a long match, but it it's is. still very good. It is, and He yeah. manages to get his, the, the way that he lands to get his leg caught in the rope without me noticing that he's done it. Yeah. Do you know is what? incredible. That's, that, that's how the match ends. Yes, He yeah, gets his yeah. foot caught. Sorry, have I ruined it for everybody? <laughs> by, by, by announcing a result. <laughs> yeah, we don't we do this. Do. We don't do this. Um, the, the, uh, the bit about that, which is really astonishing, is mm. I watched that back and I thought, actually, shit, he gets his leg out and then he's just flapping around. Right. But when I watched it back, he's not even doing that. Once he gets his leg out, he realises Razor's not in position to get mm. the belt and he just flawlessly gets his arm trapped between the two ropes <laughs> and then gets caught again. Again, and it's just Sean. You're having a shit show, mate. You are having a nightmare <laughs> with those ropes. It is. Uh, I mean, it, it's, the, the, there's a f uh, when they first announced it was a ladder match. I yeah. remember this, and it was being yeah, ladder matches had been around since I think the earliest ones about 1972. Okay. And they, 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 oh, so this wasn't. So this they wasn't came from thing, Calgary, right? but you'd never seen it in WWF or WCW. Okay. And in about I think 92. 
Bret Hart, who's done some ladder matches in his career, only a couple, there's never been very many, um, he's, he sort of says to Vince McMahon, I've got an idea for this ladder match, and I think it, it's worked in, in Calgary, I think it'd be really fun. So mm. he decides to, to do one with Shawn Michaels, yeah. and it's recorded at a house show, and so it's available on the network, you can type in ladder match Bret Hart, and it right. brings that one up. And that's the first ever WWF match, and it's between him and Shawn Michaels. And again, it's really long, and what happens is the crowd have never seen this before, mm. they don't really know what it is, but by the end, they're going, that was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> I think up to that point, when they had gimmick matches, mm. there was one in, in WCW where they had a thing called a coal miner's glove on a pole match. And what it was was there was a pole with a coal miner's glove on it. Right. Now, a coal miner's glove, I, I, it's not like coal miners have proper hard gloves, is it? Not no. Like they're Thanos or anything, you know? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just a, just a, a black, gl- dirty glove, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, this one is sort of, I don't know what it was. Right. But when they did this, they made a big thing about it, and they had this match between Steve and Jake Roberts and Sting finally gets this coal miner's glove off a pole he hits Jake Roberts in the ribs with it and then pins him so it was like you were used to these gimmick matches going oh okay they'll use it once in some small way yeah. and we'll all go oh well that was a bit of a letdown like well, didn't Jake get given the blindfold match like the blindfold point? match yeah, okay, yeah. Right. you know it, it, it's it's the gimmick that you sort of go oh well you know okay so they used it but it would have been better if they had a normal match yeah. what they do with this is they have an incredible normal match it's just that there's three people in it and one of those people is a ladder and it's <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, at the time, no one had seen anything as extreme. And mm. people, I, I really remember this at the time, people, I mean, it was a five-star match in the Wrestling Observer. The right. first time I think a WWF match had had one, certainly since Steamboat and uh, and Savage, yeah. if that was even a five-star match, I can't remember. Um, people were just like, this is the greatest match of in WrestleMania history. Mm. And it, it was just, I mean, no one could see how it could be topped. In any way. It seemed like, well, that's the end of wrestling. Well, it it just effectively makes the ring way higher and way more perilous. It was so thrilling. I mean, Mm. and they used the ladder brilliantly. Mm. There's a a school of thought that, that, I mean, really what what happens here is it's a star-making performance for Shawn Michaels, who is just, he becomes the greatest worker in the business as a result. He takes all of the damage. Mm. Razor does a couple of things, but actually Razor and I has quite a relaxing time. <laughs> it's just Shawn Michaels being falling off, having his tightest taken off, which I'm sure is something that wasn't agreed <laughs> and that he just put in for that extra bit of sizzle. Um, it, it, it's just a, an amazing, an amazing performance. Mm. And uh, watching it again, I, 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 it's a familiar match for me. I've seen it over the years yeah. countless times. Yeah. And there's always a bit where you just go, God, this is great. When uh, Rizron jumps and gets the belt mm. again, we've we've uh, we've revealed the winner there, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> there are two belts, by the way, because oh yeah, why there's why is there two belts? That, that's that's that, that was needlessly confusing yes, for me. It is in late nineteen ninety three. Shawn Michaels is the Intercontinental Champion. Right, he fails a steroid test, and he says, "I didn't, I didn't take steroids. Right. Honestly, I didn't take them. I shouldn't have failed this test." Yeah. Uh, he then refuses to come to work and he keeps the intercontinental belt. So <laughs> with this in mind, they say, oh, well, he's not defended it. Uh, let's uh, uh, have a, a battle royale and then the two last people will fight for the belt. And Razor Ramon wins it. Mm. They patch everything up again and then Michaels comes back and yep. he sort of goes, I'm the real champion, I never lost it. So then mm. they begin this, this oh, they've okay, got the two right. belts up there. Yeah. And then it's put back into one. Mm. Um, <laughs> just, just worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels match. Bret Hart was always very, very uh, annoyed 
about this match because right. he felt it was his idea, his family's concept, and it had been taken by the bloke he'd done it with. And this guy had done it really, really well. So no one <laughs> at the end of WrestleMania 10 was talking about Brett versus Owen. No. They were all talking about the ladder match. <laughs> and so he was a bit fucked off about it. Watching this Brett versus Sean, the original one, the commentary for such an important historical <laughs> match is, of course, left up to Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on a Coliseum home video called Smack and Whackham. Yeah, so what is Coliseum? Because they, they... Coliseum was the, the video label they used to put all their tapes right, on. Right, okay. So they had Coliseum home video uh, would have, you know, just a compilation of matches it that they It looks so taped. illicit. It looks like <laughs> Coliseum. Ooh. I've got loads of the proper big clamshell American Lovely. ones. And they're all from old video stores that went bankrupt. <laughs> they are just delightful. But they're a real ragtag of ma- matches. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah, some yeah. great things on there. I have actually got one, the best of the WWF, which actually just has a young Mr. Fuji on the front as nice. well. Nice. Um, but <laughs> Alfred Hayes does the commentary. And considering this... What, he does the play-by-play kind of... For the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels' first ladder match. And Alfred, he not only... Not only does he not understand at all what's going on, he is explained to it again and again by Gorilla, and it just doesn't go in. So there's a great bit where... Whose ladder is that? (laughs) He just says... He says, it's... I mean, you know, if it ends in a draw, a draw cannot solve anything here. <laughs> and Gorilla says, no, 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 no. He said, it, it can't. It cannot end in a draw. And Alfred just goes, it cannot end in a draw. <laughs> I'm hearing. There's also a big bit, again, a key historical match, and it's literally action, bell to bell. And Gorilla is doing another thing where he says to Alfred, sensational Sherry, she's at ringside. Sensational Sherry, said, uh, she's actually got a big tattoo on her breasts. <laughs> and Alfred's going, goodness me. And he's going, yeah, I'll, I'll show you later. Like that. He's back to this whole thing about a woman with a tattoo on her chest. Because he was obsessed like last year, you know, the year before, I can't remember. He was, he, he laughs, he giggles at the idea of it. But this, this is recorded around the same time, still going on about her, her, her tattoo on her chest, which I think also isn't a real one. I think it was just it's like just a painted, some yeah, henna. It just cannot. Oh, but yeah, Alfred, it is not Alfred's finest moment because that's the interview he does where he goes to meet the British Bulldog's parents. Yeah. But this is, this is everything that we love about Alfred in one otherwise key and important historical wrestling <laughs> moment. <laughs> but that's another... Re- so this is, so, so you're talking about the ladder match, the first... Sorry, the ladder match are... The, are uh... Or a legendary kind of match. Uh, 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 it's the first ever ladder match. Yeah, which so, makes yeah. it the sort of important... on the Coliseum yeah. right, yeah. okay, So okay, this is the first ever WWF ladder yes, match. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I, I realise I sound like Lord Alfred Hayes going. <laughs> Sorry, what's going on here? <laughs> well, who's keeping that ladder after he finished? Well, I'm so glad I've got some end. trellis. I've, I've, yeah. I've broken some trellis in my house. <laughs> I could do with a ladder. Right. Okay. Are we I going home now? <laughs> no, no. The, the bell's just rung, so that means the match has started. The bell means the end. Yes, it does as well. <laughs> That's, you're, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, uh, never wrong. What? When, when wrestling, when WrestleMania gets too shiny and we sort of, you know, second guess this whole project, can we just do matches in which Lord Alfred Hayes is somehow involved, inexplicably involved? I, 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 there is a, a funny thing about watching that. Was when it came on, I thought, I wonder if this is going to be a slow match and everything. And the second the gorilla goes, "Hi, it's Gorilla Monsoon," alongside me, Lord. I 
Okay, fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yes. Oh, amazing. And it's, and it's uh, you sent me the uh, video of um, Lord Alfred Hayes going round the British Bulldog's house. <laughs> yes. But something went wrong with your phone or my phone. <laughs> and it starts fine. You're going, I'm here round the British Bulldog's house in where's your move round? Not like Blackpool. Gordon Lancashire. Gordon Lancashire. Um, <laughs> And we're here to meet, and then it, from then on, it just goes really slow. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone's just going, Wah. and I can't help but think Lord Alfred Hayes was somehow involved in the editing. <laughs> He's pressed you know, the wrong button. Everything that goes wrong in the world is because Alfred Hose, hey, <laughs> Alfred Hose, even that link, <laughs> Alfred Hayes' ghost is interfering. So when there's like a helicopter comes down, it's just because Alfred Hayes' ghost has been floating around. Oh, I've got a helicopter caught on my head. Gone now. Gone now. Carry on. Carry on. Everything is bad. Famine. He's just got in the way of the sun. You know, just... Uh, he is such a talisman for me. Think about him. I would say on average six or seven times a day. Every time somebody mentions wrestling, I think He's oh, the great. God. We're going to have to buy a load of those custom figures. I know, I know. We'll they're so expensive. Him. I mean, they're just... Needlessly expensive, though. I'm sure we could just make some ourselves out of Play-Doh. I, I can't think there's anything funnier than at the end of your life when they say, are there any regrets, going, yes, that we didn't go on more of those pilgrimages to Alfred Hayes' burial site. <laughs> I am going to make a Lord Alfred Hayes toy. I'm, there's only four of them in the world that some idiots made, and mine's going to be the fifth. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, do you know but what? I'm going to do I'll, it. I'll I'm going to 3D print him. There are some There are some things called wrestling buddies that they made in the 90s, and okay. they were sort of, I think they were made by Tonka. Right. Um, and oh, they the ones are, that did the big trucks? They're like pillows. Okay. So they have a sort of generic shape, and then they've printed, printed the on face. them. Okay, now, yeah. I've seen someone who's done modern ones of those, and they've printed okay. up like a cane one. Yeah. They're originally like a Hogan and a Warrior. Uh, and yes, a I am aware of them. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, are, they, yeah, they yeah. are great. An Alfred Hayes one of those Wouldn't be would be brilliant. All we do is bleach an original. <laughs> bleach all the ink out of it. We can, we can just, we can just, just make print one, one out. <laughs> with fully functioning holes. <laughs> <laughs> I want an Alfred Hayes Japanese love pillow. <laughs> Hazel. Uh, <laughs> but in, in the spirit of Alfred, it's got to be just full of like glass and syringes. <laughs> Done wrong. <laughs> oh. oh, his fully functioning anus is like in his armpit. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anomaly, but it's my anomaly. <laughs> it's an anomaly. Um, <laughs> He's not even in this WrestleMania. How has this happened? Oh, oh Lord oh, Alfred. We're at the main event. Yes. Uh, it's Yokozuna <laughs> versus Bret Hart for the, the WWF uh, oh. Championship. Um, they, they bring in the, the timekeeper is Jenny Garth from Beverly Hills 90210. Yes. At the time, a huge star. Felt like a, a, a sort of thing, ooh, someone off the telly is here, someone <laughs> off real telly. And then uh, Roddy Piper comes in as the, the guest referee. Mm, yes. Um, he's pleased to be there. Um, <laughs> he is. I think, you know, he's sort of he's sort of back. Yeah. Um, I think there's always a thing as well where, where Piper had a bit of a rivalry with Hogan. Okay. So I think there was a sense of him thinking, well, if Hogan's out of the picture, I could actually be a really big deal. Pop back in again. Yeah, mm. and, and he stays around for a few years after this now. He, right, he okay. pops up pretty much just at the 
the big events. He mm-hmm. has a, I think he has a pay per view match with Jerry Lawler at some point. He okay. has one with um, Goldust at the next couple of WrestleManias or whatever. Oh, okay, right, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So he sort of then becomes almost the sort of oldest elder statesman mm. who doesn't wrestle at all frequently but is a big marquee attraction. Okay. One right. of the few big names at that point that haven't either gone to WCW or retired. Yes, okay. Um, it's worth mentioning, actually, the, the interesting part of that is this new generation starts, and it starts at a point where the business really goes in a downswing. Mm. So they are getting very low house shows, and this continues for a few years to the point where it becomes really, really precarious. Right. Um, and so the stars that they're making are big, but they're not breaking in the way that they did five years ago, yeah. where they're household names. So here, I mean, like, like you know, Kazunas and your Bret Hart, mm. you know, you're, the average person, would they know, they'd probably know the name Bret Hitman Hart mm. in the same way they'd know British Bulldog, yeah. but they aren't going to know Yokozuna. They aren't probably going to really see Bret Hart wrestle yeah. in the same way that they had Hogan. But isn't it weird, though? All these sort of characters like, you know, Rick Rude and, and uh, um, uh, Brutus mm. Barber and stuff, like, we're starting to get a point where we don't hear about these people anymore, and it's really weird. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, you know, I've come to this... And, 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 you know, WrestleMania's been gone for 10 years at this point, so you sort of think it's, it's quite hard to run anything, uh, 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 to, to build such a massive wave like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. it's like, I, I would sort of compare it to, um, oh, not Apple, but like Apple, really. I mean, like, look at the success of the iPhone. Now you, I do get the feeling that for every iteration of their product, it's, you're kind of aping what um, uh, Samsung are doing or uh-huh. what Huawei uh, are doing or Absolutely. whatever. Like you're kind of just, you're catching up effectively, but you're doing it in your sort of slightly different way. Yeah. Uh, it is hard to keep up the, the, the pace, I think. It is. And, and you look at this as well. I mean, we're, we're definitely going to get to WrestleMania 50 mm. because the way things are going, yeah. it's never been more secure. It's mm. never been more of a... I mean, they, they recently redid their TV rights and they got far more money than they, I think, even expected to. Yes, Because okay. it's, it's... I mean, wrestling will... Wrestling is not going away. Mm. How many things, you know, outside of sports run for 50 years? The, Nothing. Look at, um, look at how uh, the way that uh, the NFL have dealt with the uh, kneeling um, Taking stuff. Taking a knee, yeah. Taking a knee. Um, they've covered themselves in absolute shit and showed themselves to be a pathetic, gutless... Uh, yep. travesty of a company yep. um, under siege from all sides uh, because they are politically mad yep. uh, and also um, the, it looks very much like the NFL as a uh, sport will not continue in the way that it's continued at the moment. Just it's it's interesting actually that, that like Vince McMahon has re vivified his, uh, his, his own football league, oh, yes, which was the right, XFL, yes, yes. which cost so much money in 2001. But mm. that's now sort of come back. And it's mm. interesting that he, I mean, he just has, wrestling is just this bedrock of, of money. Mm. It's, it's, it's been profitable for so long now. Yeah. But I don't think anyone thinks it won't be. So it can begin to prop up these other things. Yeah. It's, it's just sort of fascinating. What you're seeing, of course, is you're seeing really just the churn of people mm. who are involved in this product. Yeah. Who, who can be there for seven years at the top of it, and then suddenly the door shuts and you never see them again. Yeah. It's a really strange business, because it's not like, it's not like, I suppose, like, like television or entertainment, where you can be out of it for seven years and you can come back. Mm. In this, because it's a physical thing, you just disappear. Yeah. And you're never spoken of again. Mm. And it's an odd thing to see all those people, like your Rick Roods, like your Brutus Beefcakes, like your Honky Tonk Mans, great gimmicks, and they just ebb away. Mm. 
and they just go, oh, it's a melancholy feeling, isn't it? <laughs> you know? It's weird, though. Melancholy. So strange. And these are, these are people. They are. These are people. People with drug habits. <laughs> <laughs> they need to keep going. Yeah. Very much um, so. This, this, uh, this match itself is... Oh, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't really. Ha- it doesn't really feel like a main event. Well, you've just seen um, like some crazy shit with a ladder yeah. that you've never seen before. Yeah. But usually, what they do, like, you said this before, like for the main event, they usually have a little buffer, don't they? But yes. Yeah. Do you reckon that ten man thing was supposed to sit here? But uh, do you reckon, or uh, uh, yes, it was. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they they obviously adjust the time has gone. Mm. Um, it's it, it, it's a funny thing. I mean, the only thing you can think is that that the ladder match went long, mm. and this does tie in with the point where Shawn Michaels is, as I said, becoming the shittiest man on earth. <laughs> he becomes very powerful right and he becomes a real politicker so he's right. constantly you know he, he became let's so bad let's ask the ladder shall we <laughs> let's ask the ladder if that's a good idea Vince <laughs> he becomes so bad that his he, he, he retires after Wrestlemania 15 right uh, with a with a career ending back injury mm. and had he retired then and never come back I think he'd be remembered as being uh, you know this awful prick who had some good <laughs> matches and he was just the worst person on earth okay. he discovered Christianity he got clean and then he came back and he had you know just an astonishing second run right. where he was generous and he was apart from with one person which was Hulk Hogan he had a SummerSlam match with him and he was so aggrieved about losing to him that he really uh oversold every move to make it look like Hogan was Superman and you can see Hogan during it just going oh come oh, on you know, you make yeah. it, you know you're just like, such a prick mm. um, The Rock never worked with Shawn Michaels right. and that was supposed to be down to the fact that Shawn Michaels had been really rude to um, his grandma who was a wrestling promoter yeah. and The Rock refused to ever have anything to do with him you can read all the stuff about the 90s it's just this big everyone's off their face and Shawn Michaels has gone mad with power and it's a fascinating <laughs> thing but you can tell in that sort of thing he's putting on the best matches everything that was going on never affected him in the ring right? and so he's putting on these matches but you get the impression that he's going along with this match because he's stealing the show mm. and so when you get to the main event they're having to squash it in and Bret Hart is naturally getting you know, furious with the whole thing mm. and this starts off really this problem between the two of them about who is the top man in the company I which see. will ultimately change the business mm. exciting isn't it it is exciting bit, bit of a shame they, they end this with Yokozuna getting pinned just because he falls off the ropes <laughs> and that as a sort of end for Wrestlemania uh, you know come on can we not think of anything <laughs> a bit better than that um, Yokozuna in this though does two really late kickouts when he's being pinned okay he, he goes one two and he suddenly gets his thing up yeah. and at the time again no one had really seen that before it's a funny thing you see it all the time now mm. the last second kick out mm. but Yokozuna as a big bloke it doesn't look like he's going to do it and he does and you suddenly go Christ actually he's got amazing timing there yeah. and the crowd really fall for it they're like oh <laughs> it's really exciting he's, he really is good and I actually we haven't seen that in any other Wrestlemania where someone does a real lit wait yeah ah. so as far as I'm concerned the last minute Two count kick out, two and three quarters. It's invented by Yokozuna. <laughs> and it's, you see it all the time well, now. Well, you see Lex Luger um, earlier on in the uh, in the WrestleMania doing the uh, lift the arm up sort of thing, and he goes one, 
yeah. two. And then he goes, oh, and his arms just sort of go, whoa, like that. Shaky, it's just like, shaky, 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 shaky. And it's like, that's not a natural <laughs> thing you would do if you were trying. Like, you'd sort of go, yeah. you'd sort of go up a bit. and Yeah. It's just, oh. It's, uh, it's funny how we accept that as being a thing that you go, I understand that. But yeah. you actually sort of, if you think about it, you just go, why are they doing that? Why would they start doing a ticking off when you're when you're essentially choking them? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. And then the last bit ends with just all of the, the, the good guys coming to the ring to celebrate Bret Hart. A spontaneous decision that by Randy Savage. Oh, really? He said to everyone, get out there and let's you know put him on the shoulders. And I think this was because they'd been through some bad years of watching everyone big leave, and they were I think battening down the hatches a bit. Oh, okay. They're aware WCW were doing well, and I think they were feeling a bit with the trial coming up as well mm. uncertain and I think it's a funny thing where they all get together and just go let's be strong yeah let's do this um, yeah. within I mean again you look at them now and, and I think pretty much all of them within certainly three years have gone mm. they've either taken big money deals from WCW or you know something terrible's happened but um, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's and it's little gorilla monsoon turns up as well at the end little gorilla so nice and they end it then with Owen Hart standing on the ramp looking at Bret Hart going I'm going to get you yeah I'm going to get you in a way the perfect ending it's yeah. done really really nicely it's it's a really good um, but again it's, it's it's short it's a short Wrestlemania but yeah. uh, there's enough there where you sort of go well I've seen two big things there an excellent start yeah. and that ladder match you're, like, you're oh, lucky in hell. some Wrestlemanias to have one match between two really good people yeah uh, and this one there's you know the the heart and Owen Hart. Mm. There's the um, ladder match, mm. and those are just two great matches. Yeah. And actually, there's no matches in this where you go, "That's crap." Yeah. You know the earthquake Adam Bomb one. That's short, so it doesn't really count. Mm. But the rest of them are okay. Yeah. You know everyone's working. <laughs> it's quite nice. You get to see Dink get splashed by Luna Vachon. She gets cross. What more punches, can you ask for? Punches a man the size of a toddler. Brilliant. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. Um, well, th- that's the end of uh, WrestleMania 10. Yeah, isn't what's, it? What's happening next time? Huh? What's happening next time? Next time, we're going to see one of the gridiron greats Ooh. take on Bam Bam Bigelow. Nice. In a main event that nobody really remembers. <laughs> and if you were British, meant literally nothing. ha! <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh, do you want a quick email to finish? Yeah. Jamie says, uh, enjoying the podcast. Uh, damn you, though, for sending me on a hunt for deep cuts on the history of the WWF and beyond. However, in doing so, I did come across a reference to Ica Pro, which said that a son of the uh, late, great Kurt Hennig um, soiled himself during a Little League sports game as a result of taking it. <laughs> that that does not surprise yeah. me. And Mark, you must do the Von Erich story. I don't know what that means. But yeah. Should be, uh... Uh, uh, someone did mention, I mentioned a, a couple of podcasts ago that I'd like to do a special on the Von Eriks where yeah. we just dug, dig everything up really uh, okay. not literally because that well, would take ages there's well. loads of them <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, someone did mention actually there is a there is a, not a bad at all documentary on the uh, there's a WWE DVD from a few years back right. called The Triumph and Tragedy of World Class Wrestling which is all about the Texas promotion their dad formed mm. and it's a really good documentary mm. um, but I think that the, the fact that podcasting is essentially the Wild West and you can just put up any old bits of audio you like I think there's something to be done in just going and finding a load of original Von Eric stuff and chucking it up. Who knows? It might be really boring. I do actually have a special I want to do that is literally unacceptable and nobody will want to hear but I think it's really important to I do it think because I, know, I find it exciting. I think I know what that special is and I think 
we should do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's important. Maybe someone could fix it for us. Don't do that impression. <laughs> goodbye, everyone. <laughs> uh, goodbye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.